Players podcast where we discuss old school role playing from the player's perspective. I'm Legitimate Mustard. I play Ferrum, and I'm here tonight with. Uh, this is uh, Vig. I play Vig, uh, the Elven par excellence. Hi, I'm Exploding Kitten. I play Evelyn. I'm Gus. I play Mira, the Halfling. I'm Kel Ronan. I play Aaron Cole, the Gnome. And I'm Cognac, and I play Jazz, an elf. Excellent. Um, so I want to give a quick apology real quick before we get started. My neighbor has decided that they need to build a new driveway, and they're using some very heavy equipment. So you may hear some background noise at some points. I have no control over that. Um, but it is what it is. So a quick recap of the uh, previous session. In between, in between the sessions, we convinced um, Petter, the NPC, to stay with the group, and we camped overnight. During that um, overnight camping, uh, we had three guards. Petter was the first guard. He saw nothing. Um, uh, uh, Jazz was the second guard. Um, she saw some things in the woods, but... Um, but nothing came close to the camp, and Ferrum was the final guard of the evening. He also found uh, nothing coming near the camp. So there was nothing eventful happened during the night. Um, after we woke up in the morning, we packed up all of our gear, um, and we made our way to a nearby village. Um, we camped near the river because we didn't quite make it to the village, um, so we, we camped near the river during the night. There was, I think it was during the second guard, um, there was a party that kind of moved in and made some threatening movements towards us because they were moving, they were moving through the grass in a, in a way that made them seem like a threat. There was also another party, um, in boats on the river and it looked like they were coming together at a point right where our camp was as if maybe they were attacking on two fronts. Um, so we took up a defensive position, um, and advanced towards the, the group that was on land. We warned them that an attack would be very bad for them and they chose poorly. Um, we then just massacred them and the group that was in boats fleed. Um, but not before Jazz shot one of them presumably in the back with an arrow at a great distance, showing a remarkable uh, ability with the bow, although not a remarkable ability to determine what is and is not an immediate threat. So there's that. Um, after that, we, we went in, well, we buried the bodies, um, and then we went into town and we got some bread because bread is delicious. Mm. All right. Uh, is anything else, any details that I, I, important details that I missed? Uh, 
Not so much. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe the part where um, they probably thought we uh, we were the boat uh, that was that they were going to send their stuff on. That's possible. Um, it appeared that we, well, the there was a lot of weird things with this this group. There was the the group that was on land. They were pulling a cart. Um, Ferrum figured out at later after the fact that. It looked like dwarven brewing grains, um, which is very odd. Was there any other details that um, we discovered about this? It was from the kingdom, and they don't usually come by this village. Right, yes. Uh, so kingdom, kingdom people who really don't have any reason to be in this area and don't have authority here. Um but probably making a, some sort of a deal by the riverside in the middle of the night, you know, totally legit, totally legit. Um, yeah. The Merchants Guild? Yep, they were wearing, or they had um, documents from the Merchants Guild and daggers from the Merchants Guild. Um, and a patch. And a what? Right. A patch? Wasn't it kind of some kind of magic that our uncle detected around the patch? Oh, I think that was a necklace, actually. A necklace, okay. Which probably is... This is this is me, the player, making an assumption. That was probably a way to monitor whether or not that, that person was alive. So someone probably knows that they're not alive anymore. Someone somewhere. Not sure who, but someone. Which means there may be consequences. So bandits, we we had some problems with bandits before. Um, bandits killed uh, a hunter in a previous session. Um, bandits um, attacked our camp, presumably our previous camp. Um, and these these uh, these merchants look a lot like those bandits and acted a lot like those bandits and talked a lot like those bandits. So presumably they are. They are connected in some way. Does anybody anybody have any thoughts on that? I would disagree. Oh, because yes. if we look at the previous bandits, they were specifically set up not to be questioned if caught. They had suicide, basically a suicide, uh, called a suicide pill or suicide method that they utilized. None of these did. So if you look at that, I don't think there was a correlation. Of course, Vig is one to talk because Vig has decided probably that un- Uncle's going to be his best friend because he just slept through this entire thing like a total baby and woke up totally refreshed wondering what was all the fuss and commotion. That's right. He was out, completely out. Uh, yes. Got a hold of some of that herb and, uh, yeah. Centaur's foot, right? Yeah, yes, Centaur's foot. I mean, this is what will happen if you look at Vig the Elf who's basically your academic bookworm that has finally been released out to the world being the equivalent of you know, 549 years old which is at approximately 40 years in human terms with specific orders so it's like hmm I can relax this looks interesting I'm gonna take a nap yep and you are going to go on to watch 
before you took that too, before Evelyn stopped you. He definitely was. Absolutely, I was. I never said I was responsible. <laughs> yes, we'll have to watch uh, Vig in the future. Uh, <laughs> maybe Vig's that was a not smart a... move, and that was a smart move, and Evelyn's <laughs> thinking. I think so too. Yeah, I think we maybe Vig is not our most reliable uh, person to have on guard. Well, I mean, the interesting thing is, I'm supposed to uh, keep. Well, no, actually, I'm not supposed to keep an eye on Jazz, the other elf, that's uh, Cognac's elf. She's my sister. She's supposed to be the one taking care of me and keeping me out of trouble while I try to um, set her up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, back to these bandits, or maybe not bandits. The first group had some uh, holy symbols from uh, Vith. And I'm trying to make an association here. I think that uh, I think that uh, Vig probably disagrees at this point, but um, but we'll see. Um, so the first group had holy symbols from, or had a holy symbol from Vith, and the second group was from Vithir, um, which to me looks like a correlation. But then again, correlation isn't worth that much. Um, so it makes me wonder. If if these are related, are we being set up in a way to make it um, to make it look like we are attacking the people of Vith or uh, the people of Vithir? Is this a is this an effort to start a war? It would be pretty easy to do that with Peter about next to us. He's a known um, uh, heretic and uh, was a. Uh, expelled from uh, being in his or expelled from the um, pillagery or whatever you pronounce it of the church well yeah. no of the political church right yeah because that's an interesting distinction there there's a political church and there's a religious church and they're kind of the same thing but they're not exactly the same thing um, but I think that it's an interesting distinction to, to make um, and to think about in the context of this world is that politics and religion are very intertwined, but they're not the same thing. So um, that's something to keep in, keep in mind when you're thinking about this world. Now, from Vig's side, I would say I don't think they're related, as you said. I think Vith and the Church of Vith are significant players in the area. It was at night. They came down to our fire, which was a signal for trade. And we basically challenged them, which they were not expecting. So for all we could say, they thought we were the bandits trying to steal their items, which I think is just as likely in this case. Um, they did not appear to be two capable combatants, uh, although Vig wouldn't know that because, as I said, Vig was drooling and hugging on his rock. I think you're right. They didn't appear to be very capable combatants. You're absolutely right there. The one thing I would say, though, is that when they approached, they approached very stealthily. Uh, they were crouching in the weeds and moving as if trying not to be seen. Mm -hmm. um, not generally the way you would approach a camp of people that you think you are going to do some sort of business with. Well, the other thing that I would say is that no one has asked here. Why 
would merchant parties be doing an exchange of items at night? That is an interesting question. And I, I've kind of hinted to that a little bit with, you know, this was Dwarven Brewer's Grain, which shouldn't be here. The only way, the only place that comes from is probably through Vithyr. Um, mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be here. And it's very odd that they would be exchanging goods in the middle of the night on a riverside. Yeah, I, ha- I have a song growing through my head, eastbound and down, you know, bootlegging east of the Rockies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would not be surprised if that's what we found ourselves in the middle of. And I think it would be a good idea to check in the inn if there is a, a shortage of, shall we say, under-the-counter um, refreshments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, in this case... We already know that the mayor's a drunk, and the mayor may not like the local items, so the mayor is obtaining his own personal items, and you really would not want that to get to the normal population. That's the way I take it. Oh, so the mayor may be kind of allowing this this smuggling in order to get some of of the goods that are passing through, so it's skimming a little bit off the top as a bribe. Skimming off the top as a bribe, or they might be his items to begin with, because we already know um, he's basically incapable of being up before noon due to his uh, late night imbibing. I think that it was implied that the the mayor's female. I think. think So so. I think. Yeah. So I think. uh, But also, you have to think Vithyr is closer to. the the town then we encountered the merchants so the merchants would have had to pass through town in order to get to where we encountered them that's true maybe they may have it's possible because we were moving quite slowly we did have um, a halfling with us um, it's entirely possible that um, the bandits which we assumed that there were more. Well, we know that there were more than what we we saw, uh, because they because they tore apart our our first camp. So it's possible that those bandits moved from our initial campsite to the town, and then came back. There was time for that, although it would have been a little bit tight. I just want to put the halfling on someone's shoulder because we're moving slow. I think that would be really cool. I think it would have an elevated uh, visibility so they could see what's going around. I think we need a tiny horse. Or maybe like a cougar or something. Yeah. I don't know. A I can cougar ride a cougar. Cool, but I don't know. A tiny horse just really, really speaks to me. Tiny horse yeah. or a deer. A deer, yeah. Not quite mm-hmm. the same as a tiny horse. I like horse. that. No. Tiny horses just have such a weird proportion, like their their size of their head to the rest of their body. It's just, it's great. We're gonna have to find one in the wild. Well, there's a there's a a true quest there, a worthy quest. (laughs) I I mean, the halfling is a druid thief, if I remember correctly. I mean, how is a halfling thief going to backstab anything other than people in their behind? I mean, they stand up to your waist, really. I'm pretty sure I did a 
decent job taking down a bandit during the last session. Oh, so quite a decent That's job. True. It was very very bad. decent job. Mm-hmm. So I have some usefulness, yeah. and I'm curious about the world. So don't underestimate me. <laughs> so there was a note that we found at the previous camp after it was after it was kind of torn apart. And the text of that, well, we had to decode that. And, and that was, we did that. Um, the text of that note was, um, I don't have it. Hold on. Let me find it really quick. The text of that note totally determines how Vig is going to act and will be acting. Okay. The text of that note was take no action in aid to the negotiations if Vithyr goes to war, the Elven Lords will use this opportunity to annex Port Varys, and Tulls will assist. Expansion West is also a possibility with Coalition of Free Cities assistance. Nine of twelve <laughs> Elven noble families have committed to this course of action. Yes. So, uh, Vig knows what the Tulls are. Yeah, I don't think anybody else does. That's probably meta, but this is kind of a meta podcast, so... Could you go into what the tolls are? <sighs> okay, as long as everyone forgets it immediately after the podcast. Uh, the tolls are really an Elven's Assassin uh, guild. Okay. They're basically called in when you need things done. Essentially, you call them when things are to die. Basically. Isn't that what you do with any Assassin's Guild? Yes, but the uh, tolls are basically tied more into a very strict code of honor, and they don't really work for themselves. They work for the elves. Uh, if you were doing Star Trek, think of them as the Tal Shiar to Romulans. Are they? Oh, okay. Are they aligned to the noble families, or are they just part of the general elven community? Uh, they're aligned. They'll, they'll do the dirty work. But the other aspect here is that will is the note said, do not take any action. So in other words, if we're looking at this and extrapolate, this is coming from the Elven Lords. Basically, the elves are being neutral haughty, as they normally are. They're elves. This is what they do. We don't want to deal and get ourselves caught up between you know these humans, which are totally irrational, dwarves that we look down on, Halflings that basically we're going to trip on and everyone else. These are elves. We're kind of haughty and want to stay out of the way. Basically, you guys go ahead, cause all sorts of trouble, and we're just going to pick up the pieces after you get done beating on each other. So, really, Vega's is going to look here and go, I am not going to get involved. If you people want to run around, find something and cause trouble, go right ahead. I have been told by our leadership that the elves are just to sit back. So the elves are planning to sit back. Yes. The Vithyr probably wants war. It sounds like the elves maybe know that. Um, yes. The elves are expecting a war, and their viewpoint is, why should we expend our resources? I mean, if we look at this note, when you guys are perfectly willing to beat the crap out of each other. Well, and it benefits them potentially as well. Uh, in the chaos, they may be able to expand their... Um, their territories. Exactly. So in that case, as sub-sub-envoys, why should the elves, you know, and Vig, do something that can trigger something or act negatively 
toward the elves and predispose them to one side or the other. We just want to pick up the pieces. Yeah. I, w- I wish that Ferrum knew more about um, the Dwarven um, standpoint in all of this. He doesn't. Um, and I don't know that he has the ability to find out anything more, at least right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe. I'm excited for Ferrum to be in the city or this little village. Um, I think that there the DM has hinted that there are additional dwarves here. It'll be interesting to see how Ferrum um, interacts with addi- with other dwarves, being that he is a Cragfell, which means that he is a, dis- a disgraced dwarf. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Do yeah. any of the other... Do any of you have concerns about your character interacting with other NPCs in the in the, this town? Well, I know Evelyn will not have a hard time at all interacting with anyone because she is a river warden, which is a faction of rangers who protect this lands. And so it'll be pretty easy for her to be liked. And she's very well respected because of that, it looks like, at least in our interactions up to now. In addition to being kind of a badass, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, uh, Mira will have a hard time being how small she is as a halfling. I, I agree, but I think that that may be um, also beneficial to her and her unique skill set as a thief. Um, it, it might work out. I think Mira is a spy. She's, I mean, a druid, halfling, thief is a perfect spy. They can hide their tracks in the forest, use it to entangle, small enough to climb down a badger hole, where's chubs when you need him, need him and get out of the way, and they're a halfling. Halflings are incessantly happy, and everyone likes halflings. They're very disarming. She's a perfect spy. Have you ever seen the badger? They're much smaller than I am, so I'm definitely not a spy. I'm just here to be curious and explore the world and to prevent war. We'll Spoken like story. Yeah. Okay, Relina. Well, and there's other <laughs> halflings, too. So that should be interesting, seeing how you interact with other halflings. Um, I, I'm a little bit worried if there's other dwarves here, because I know elves and dwarves don't historically get along very well, so I will be very careful in interacting with other dwarves um, because I I know Ferrum, and we don't have a problem, but who knows how other dwarves may re- react to elves. That's something so in, in this um, old school roleplaying there is uh, such a thing as um, there is racism um, and I, I, as a player, tend to not do a very good job of playing that part of my characters because I, it, it doesn't occur to me to, to play that. Um, however, it's a thing. It's in the books. And, um, you know, probably, probably by rights I should play it that way. I just haven't. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. The other thing is you 
you elves have been interacting with a dwarf who is a Cragfell, a disgraced dwarf. So that may, you know, may taint your interactions with other dwarves, but it may not. It's, and also yours. Right? Yeah, and, and also mine. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this all kind of works out. I know. I look, I look at the way I play the elves are. I mean, elves, we view dwarves as the emotional unwashed, basically. We kind of raise our noses at them. Humans are just, we don't get humans. I mean, they're just totally irrational. One moment they'll hug you, and next minute they'll try to kill you. They are basically as crazy as they get, and we're going to try to avoid them. We don't really like them because they're irrational. Um, Half-elves were okay. Uh, elves historically tend to look at halflings because, you know, they're kind of these perfectly little formed half-creatures. So to elves, they're like, elves value symmetry and beauty, and halflings are perfectly symmetrical. They're not these you know, basically short-walking gorillas, hairy gorillas that elves consider dwarves to be. They're these perfectly little form things so elves are kind of amused by half and think they're cute humans were kind of like god do we really have to be around them <laughs> so yeah we're t- we tend to be arrogant and haughty and have no problem playing that yeah it's i think the the difficult part of playing that that particular role is also it's really uncomfortable as somebody who's actually been playing or trying to play that um that racism uh, to a certain extent, at least with Yorbrum um, and some of my other characters, it's really it's it's really difficult. Yeah, it can be now, just uncomfortable just because of what it what it means in you know the the real world. Yeah, exactly. What uh, speaking of of Uncle um, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle uh, Uncle kind of um, or Air Uncle, but I like to call him Uncle. Um, kind of um, scandalized the the uh, party a little bit with his um, <laughs> his gosh. religious um, tendencies and uh, <laughs> the uh, so as a player <laughs> as, a, as a as a player I figured there would be a need for like some kind of ritual around create food and create water for um our for our our group or at least for uh Frey who is the goddess of nature and so me uh just not thinking about the implications of this quite as much as he as I probably should have decided that the best way to do that is to um ceremonialize the return of nutrients to nature and uh what kind of nutrients <laughs> oh <laughs> feces yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's uh that's where i uh so i asked uh or my so aaron cole asked everyone to uh take up the sod whenever they needed to use the restroom and bury it and then uh let him know so he can perform a ritual around this act you know what Ferrum has been instructed by Boren back at the Ravenhead that um, there's no kink shaming, so it's fine. 
I, I will say, Vig is a follower of Frey, and he's looking at this and going, I have no clue what that, what you are talking about or doing. And he's half expecting you to start putting this in the bag and start tossing it around like monkeys do in a battle at the opponent. <laughs> Speaking of wow. worshipping things, um, we our group tends to throw buttons like have different rituals about burying bodies. We'll just throw them in the woods or throw them into trees. Well, there are... And it seems like we can't just leave a body. We we certainly can't. We have to respect them. I mean, obviously. Um but the thing is like we haven't fought anyone who we, we were just like this person is truly evil. It's, we haven't like fought any monsters or anything. So we've just kind of been like, well, we have to respect them, you know, a little bit. So I'm going to toss something out now that for players to think about, although not really. We talked about the Tulls, going back a bit. Yep. We talked about Poison. We talked about, shall we say, the leader of the bandits having camouflage disguised armor. We did. And also the old, um, not abandoned decoy camp was surrounded by four elven platforms are they elven that created yes the dm actually said that they were elven style that vig knew exactly what they were that would make sense uh, the elves do enjoy their their bows quite a lot yes which created a kill zone it did yes, interesting I, i'm just putting that out i'm just putting that out this is stuff that we think about <laughs> yep so i have written down what he said he said tree perches are similar to elven perches, is what we yeah. saw. That, that yeah, could be it, some sort of foreshadowing there, for sure. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we are right at time, and we've covered everything that I wanted, that I had written right. down. Is there any other things that, that you would like to talk about real quick before we, before we call it a night? I just want to take a bet with everyone here, given the nature of our party and our previous history, how long are we going to be able to keep ourselves out of trouble? In this in this town, I would say yes. a day at it's most. It's too late. We're already in it. We stepped in it. We just don't know it yet. We're really we really stepped in it earlier. <laughs> oh god. I plan on staying here for at least uh, a month. We're going to do it. And there's going to be so many cool things we find. We're going to find a dungeon here. And that would be We're really going to find cool. all kinds of stuff. We're going we to have to find some money. Together. Yeah. Yeah. We we've should got, definitely we've, stick together, though. Okay? We've got, because we've then got, sorry. Go ahead. We can um, keep each other out of out of trouble, which I'm looking at my camera at, um, at Vig at right Vig. now. Yep, me too. Because that's who I suspect will cause trouble. <laughs> Vig, but that's where half the fun is. Vig has been told... Not to do anything. Vig is now enjoying not sleeping in a cot. He's going to have an inn with a bed and a hot bath. His hair, being an elf, needs at least a hundred strokes to get to its proper lustrous shapes. And a nice corner of the bar with a bottle of wine, as Evelyn Tent sounds really, really good right now. Yes, I, th- I think we're going to have a lot of fun in this town. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Unless we really and, mess it up, which we will, but you know. And, and, and It'll I be fun. I, as, as a source of money, well, we do have some thieves. We do. That's not a good way yes, to find do. money. <laughs> and I can fix weapons. And I can fix armor. Go. Yeah. I can perform rituals as a priest of Frey. 
Not those and rituals. you are also the sewer man. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, he is. All right. On that note, uh, that's I'm all gonna I I'm going to lean have. into that, by the way. I hope you do. I really hope you do. <laughs> um, that's all I have for the World of Coth Players podcast for tonight. Thanks to everybody for hanging out after, well, the session was yesterday, but after the session. We'll talk again in a week. Good night, everybody. Good night.